You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? This is the day we have literally been counting down to. And we've been counting down for 99 days on CrimsonCountryClub.com, formally, officially. But we've been sort of counting down here on the uh, podcast. But uh, today is the day. It's football season. I know some people won't consider it football season until Alabama kicks off against Miami. But to me, football is NFL college and high school. And as of today, people listening to this, NFL college and high school are all practicing. There's been an NFL preseason game. High schools kick off their regular season in just two weeks. It, yep. it is uh, This is football season. It is here. Yeah, it is. It is time for you to get prepared for you to start planning tailgate menus. The only, I guess, the only thing that is a little scary is this reemergence of COVID. I mean. Please, eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus, don't let us go into half empty stadiums again. I mean, I just let's have regular stadiums. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody to get vaxxed or not vaxxed or whatever because it just pisses everybody off one way or the other. I will say I'm vaccinated, I feel like that's the way to go. But if you know, I just want to be able to do this and whatever it takes to have full stadiums, that's what I want. But I'm not trying to make a political statement at all. Um, I get it why some people don't do it. I understand it. Uh, I just, you know, I, I wish everybody were, weren't so uh, mistrusting of issues like this, um, because I think this is something that we should all be sort of have a unified front on. But again, I'm not going to go down that road. I will do this, Jimmy, really quickly. I wasn't going to do this. In fact, I ju- this just dawned on me. Uh, but I got to tell you another little story. Um, a friend of mine, two years younger than me, uh, he's led a life. He led uh, the most interesting life of any human being um, I've ever known. And to the point where when I was in Vegas with him at one point, he almost got in a fight with Dennis Rodman. And it ended with Dennis Rodman flicking him a $500 poker chip or, or casino chip. Um, because Dennis Rodman thought he was had such big balls, and it, it, it's it's an amazing. I mean, I can tell you story after story. Let me let me say this with one hundred percent confidence. Anybody who knows who I'm talking about will agree with me that this this guy that just recently passed away very unexpectedly, he led a, a long, adventurous, uh, to put it mildly, life. Um, led a hard life at times. Um, but he just passed away. His funeral is Friday when everybody will be listening to this and I'll be there. But, um, anybody, you know, everybody's got like, Oh, a crazy guy from your hometown. And everybody's like, he's the craziest. No, 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 no. This guy that I'm talking about, my friend who just recently passed that I'm very sad about. He's the craziest, most fun, um, most adventurous guy I've ever known. And I would stack him up against anybody ever. In fact, to put it mildly, the um, the Dennis Rodman story I just told you, and it's a whole long thing. I was there personally 
I was literally in between him and Dennis Rodman at one point. Um, and that is not even the best part of the story. <laughs> That's how crazy that story is. Like the, the 30 minutes before the near fight with Dennis Rodman is actually better, but it is not safe for anybody to ever hear ever. Nobody should ever hear. Um, not even on this, this show, which is yeah. saying a lot, not saying a lot on this show. But I do want to tell one story. Crazy things. I want to tell one story about him in memoriam. Um, so, by the way, every time I say in memoriam, I always think about the Sopranos when Tony Soprano said to his group of uh, henchmen, I guess, or all his capos, he said, you know, money rolls uphill, shit rolls downhill. That's the way it's been since time in memoriam. And I don't think that's how that is supposed to be. But anyway, um, anywho, um, when Alabama played UCLA in the year 2000, uh, yes. I went with uh, this buddy of mine. Our two families went. And, you know, this guy was, I mean, he was, he was kind of crazy then. But he was also, you know, a longtime, all-time family friend. And so our families went and we were having the best time and, we're out at UCLA. We're ranked number three in the country. Uh, who's the guy from Stanford whose name uh, the uh, the uh, analyst from Stanford with the mustache and bald headed? Um, Rod Gilmore. Us, Rod Gilmore. He picked us to win the national championship. So we're out at UCLA at the Rose Bowl, and it's beautiful. It's you know it's noon kickoff that time or noon thirty or whatever. Is noon thirty a thing? Um, and so we're all. You know, but we had all these tickets and, and he, my friend and my brother were in one section. And I was in another section with some other uh, family, friends, whatever. Well, Freddie Millens returns that punt for a touchdown. You know, the first time we touched the ball, everybody's losing their minds. It's unbelievable. Well, of course, everybody knows how that game ended up. Uh, Deshaun ran all over our ass. And um, about midway through the third period, my buddy had been you know, he'd been drinking a little bit and he had been talking some shit because, you know, he, that's kind of what Alabama fans do on the road. And a UCLA fan had, had started talking some shit right back. And then the UCLA, because UCLA was whipping our ass, he started talking some pretty serious shit. And the guy was really getting on my friend's nerves. And my friend turned to my brother and said, if this guy says one more thing to me, I'm going to knock him square out right here in the Rose Bowl. And my brother said, don't do it. Just don't, because he, he knew he would do it. Well, UCLA sacks us or scores a touchdown or does something. And that guy turned around with his finger pointed, like to tell my friend something like, ha, ha, ha. And my friend had already gotten up on the bleachers because he was sitting above him and had already drawn his right hand back. And he was just waiting for that guy to turn around. And when that guy turned around, my friend knocked him out, cold cocked him right there in the Rose Bowl. And in fact, they have apparently a jail in the Rose Bowl, like a holding cell. And so my friend went to the holding cell in the Rose Bowl, and then he ended up going to like some jail uh, for the night in Beverly Hills. So you can imagine, like, we're all just miserable. I mean, Alabama got their ass kicked, our buddies in jail. Um, you know, the, the parents are there, everybody's just upset. And the next morning we all get up cause he had to spend the night in jail. The next morning we all get up to go get him, you know, we're in this huge 
um, RV that we rented. You know, we all flew over there, but we rented this RV. And uh, we we get out there to get him. And, like, we're all just, like, upset and pissed. I mean, just mad at the world. Everything sucks. And my buddy gets out, and he's, he walks to the to the RV, and he said, I ain't kidding, y'all. That's the nicest jail I've ever been in. <laughs> like he was excited like he wanted to give it a rating on yelp I mean, you know uh it, it was it's it's just that kind of stuff and so uh yeah i just wanted to tell that story um i mean there's there's a lot more to that story i, I got another thing about that i'll tell in a minute but anywho jimmy let's take a break i want to tell everybody about betonline.ag betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in if alabama and ucla ever play again well you can bet on it but i hope last night you bet on the first nfl preseason game Najee harris i hope you had a big game trayvon diggs hope you had a big game amari cooper minka hassan howard all of them hope they had big games and maybe they did and maybe you bet on some individual prop bet with through betonline.ag use promo code locked on you get a 50 percent welcome bonus it is unbelievable go there so easy to uh to, to bet to get your money in and so easy to get your money out that's key when you're dealing with these betting sites betonline.ag the best betting site on the interwebs al gore endorsed uh, i'm not sure about that also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go for Built Bars. B-U-I-L-T.com. I always want to say BuiltBar.com, but it's actually just Built.com, which is even easier. They're already saving you time. You don't have to type those other three letters. So go to Built.com. These things are delicious. They're nutritious. They're good for a keto diet. They're good for a keto diet. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Covered in chocolate. They got all kind of funky flavors that are absolutely delicious. You can't beat these things with a stick. Go to built.com. Go get you a built bar. Thank me and Jimmy via social media. We will appreciate it. Built.com is where you go get these delicious, nutritious built bars. I'm telling you, I love them. I eat them all the time. So does Jimmy. They're awesome. Built.com. All right, Jimmy. Um, Kadarius Callaway, tell us what happened there. Well, we don't know the exact facts. Uh, I've been able to piece together some things. Uh, the only facts that matter is that Kadarius Callaway is now enrolled at East Mississippi, and he will not be on the Alabama football team this fall. I think the, the most fair thing to do is for us to chalk it up to academics. I, I, you know, if, if people want more details of that, I, I don't know why they would want more details, because it really doesn't matter. But And, and we don't really have them. But, But – I know it's not academics in the traditional sense. I think we've all grown up in the in this era where you know sometimes kids kids didn't qualify, so they uh, you know so they went to junior college because they couldn't qualify. I don't think that's Kadarius's issue. I think this is more similar to uh, a couple of things in the past that you guys might not remember too well. But but there was a running back from Viger Desharius Flowers who actually went through a spring practice at Alabama and then ended up going to junior college before the fall. And Alfie Hill, uh, who was a, a pretty big time recruit that um, signed with Alabama, enrolled and was attending class at Alabama and then went to junior college before the game started. I think this is probably a lot more similar to those situations where maybe there, there was some initial eligibility, but then either, I don't know if necessarily questions about that or, it just becoming clear that that uh, 
that Alabama and the SEC was probably not a good place for him right now and, and that uh, he would be better served getting a start in junior college. So the decision was made. There is no information I'm aware of that says the kid isn't cool with it. Uh, so Kadarius is off to East Mississippi. Based on his athletic talent, Luke, uh, it may, he may easily be back at Alabama in a year or two. I think that is very realistic. Uh, but I'm also a fan of, of history. I think you look at history to best predict the future, and history says those guys don't come back. History says they don't come back. Most of them don't. But, Especially those uh, from Mississippi, right? I mean, why are we having such bad luck keeping dudes from Mississippi on the roster? I, I, I think there's something to it in terms of, of the Mississippi high school education system. I think, I think it's fair to point a finger maybe. But at the same time, I think it's also a bit of a coincidence, and, and it's not 100% that. Uh, if it was, Alabama wouldn't continue to recruit kids there, and, and, and we did. We even you know, recruited Branson Robinson pretty hard, the running back from, uh, from you know, the Jackson area you know, this year. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's one thing or another. Every individual case is a little different. But in the end, look uh, – Callaway was a good prospect, and, and I was excited to get him. And, uh, you know, uh, but in, in terms of is this a blow to Alabama? No, no, we got too many good players. He was not going to be a factor on the field this fall. There's just no way. With Jordan Battle, DeMarco Helms, Brian Branch, Malachi Moore, and Daniel Wright, all five experienced safeties, five experienced safeties, there was just no way Callaway was going to get on the field anyway. Yeah, that's true. And I will say this. I, I would be shocked if he ended back up at Alabama. Look, he was a threat to flip to Mississippi State again. He, you know, he had flipped from Mississippi yep. State to Bama, and it, he was a threat to flip back. It just right. feels like a lot of Mississippi kids, especially when it comes to being in Alabama, which is odd because I guess Alabama is the closest SEC school to Mississippi for the most part, um, at least central Mississippi. Um, and it, it seems like they, we just don't have a ton of luck keeping a lot of those dudes on the roster. I mean, it's just, it's a little bizarre, but, um, whatever. Look, I, I liked him a lot. He was a hell of an athlete. I thought he was severely underrated. So I'm not saying Alabama's going to miss him necessarily, but I do think if look in the Shula days, this would be catastrophic. I think in the, in the Saban days, it is, Hey, best of luck to you, Kadarius. We'll find somebody else. Well, I agree totally. I mean, in the sense that, look, it's it's a blow when you lose a – I mean, like, for instance, let's say this was J.C. Latham and not Kadarius Calloway. I mean, you would be literally doing this podcast in tears. We would be crying, uh, sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> we would probably need therapy, you know, or something like that. The guest would have to be some sort of a, a grief counselor, you know. But so, – so there are still players you could lose that's pretty devastating. Uh, Alabama, though, depth uh, all over the roster and as well as Nick Saban recruits, we can withstand the loss of, of, of most of the kids, frankly. Uh, what it is is you don't want to lose them in numbers. It's not so much the individual. So remember in 2019, of course, we lost four or five guys due to injury, and we can even withstand that better than every other program in college football. But we, they were all linebackers. It devastated the team. It, it was very difficult to even compete you know, when it all happens at one spot. So 
you know, if losing Callaway is no big deal, but then, you know, get, get two safeties hurt the first week of, of training camp, then maybe another freshman safety isn't as good as we wanted him to be. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you have a big problem. So, you know, Callaway leaving, not a problem. Uh, if it's the start of a slew of DBs leaving or getting hurt, then, uh, then we may be lamenting this. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I got one more little thing I want to tell you. All right, Jimmy, Josh Primo, by the way, played in his first summer league game on Wednesday night, scored 11 points. I mean, he, he didn't light the world on fire, but, you know, 11 points is three more than he averaged at Alabama, so he's off to a pretty damn good start in the pros, I guess. Um, so, uh, you know, go Josh Primo. Uh, I think we're all cheering for him. I also look to see – how Herb Jones did. And I didn't see the jazz apparently have two summer league teams or something like the jazz blue and the jazz white. And I didn't see his name on either one of them. So I don't know how he did, but um, you mean the Pelicans, the Pelicans. Did I say jazz? Did I say jazz? jazz, But, but that's, that's under, you know, they were the new Orleans jazz. Yeah, I know they were. Uh, And you know, what? I just just screwed up because you're right. I, I, for whatever reason, I was thinking jazz in New Orleans, and I don't know why, and I think I screwed that up. I wish I hadn't even reported this. It makes me sound stupid, but I'll take now, it. I don't know that Herb – no, I don't even know that – I mean, if Herb played last night uh, on some team, that is news to me, and I read Twitter late. I mean, I'm I'm doing Twitter more than ever for my, my on-three duties, so uh, I, I would have seen it. I, I, did, I, did, I haven't seen Herb. I obviously – I even saw some primo highlights, you know, but I I didn't hear anything of Herb playing. Um, okay, well, we'll keep everybody updated on the NBA Summer League. I mean, there, there's never been a reason for Alabama fans, for the most part, to keep up with NBA Summer League before, but now there is. And so I'm kind of glad that I have a vested interest in this thing. So um, I'll be keeping up with NBA Summer League, and that is exactly as sad as it sounds. Um, Isn't the Pelicans uh, – and the Pelicans Summer League team is uh, at Birmingham. Oh, you're right. I believe this is true. Yeah, you're I right. I believe this is true. There's something like the Birmingham Guardians, which is funny because we're making fun of the Cleveland Indians changing their name to the Guardians. <laughs> Birmingham has a Guardians. But, uh, yeah, I think it's – I believe the Birmingham Guardians are the Pelican Summer League team. But I, I don't – as you said, Luke, we've never really kept up with Summer League before. I've, I have not. So I'm, I'm not – I don't even really know what it is. So, I mean, I know <laughs> that there is one, and I know that there's been one. And this isn't news that there's an NBA summer league. I think they've had one for a while, but someone is going. You know, like how uh, Michael Scott on The Office uh, famously said uh, one of his lines on there. Can someone explain this to me? Like I'm five. Yeah. Um, I, someone's going to have to sit down and explain the NBA summer league and the G League to me, <laughs> and, and how they're not the same thing. And how they're apparently not the same thing. And explain and it to why... me like I'm five. And, Jimmy, that's why we're the best sports podcast going today. <laughs> hey, the good news is we're aware of these things. Hey, yeah. hey, guys, there is an NBA G League, which is a developmental league for the young players, some of whom are under contract to NBA teams. And there is an NBA Summer League full of players, who, some of whom are under contract to play for NBA teams and some who, who apparently are not. And uh, I have no idea why there are why there is a summer league and a G League when they appear to me to be the same thing, but I guess they're not. 
All right, Jimmy, I'm also, it, the previous story about my buddy at UCLA made me think of this story, which is also funny. It's not necessarily directly Alabama related, although we were in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada for the UCLA game. We, just like a lot of people, we flew to UCLA, I mean, excuse me, to Nevada and then flew to Los Angeles um, and just made a big trip out of it. And by the way, just another side note, um, the I think the first time I ever act, uh, really like struck up a friendship with Brian Passink, like I knew him through some basketball leagues we were in, but I saw him at the UCLA game at the Rose Bowl. We ran into each other. He was coming back from his honeymoon in Hawaii. And so they made a, the honeymoon and then went to the game. Um Bad way to end your honeymoon, you know, with that ass whooping we took. But um, anyway, so we're we go to Las Vegas first, and we're staying. I think we stayed at Bellagio, and there's a restaurant there. There's a famous chef named Jean Georges. Like I'm saying that the French way, like Jean Georges. I mean that's his name, and he's a big deal. I don't know who he is. I have no idea if he's still alive. I don't know shit about him. I mean, at the time I was young and stupid and I had uh, what is now an ex-girlfriend with me or whatever, I think. And, um, I mean, she better be an ex-girlfriend now. Um, anyway, we go to this restaurant, like my, my, this re restaurant in Bellagio, super famous, Jean Georges, whatever. Well, when we get there, they seat us and there's a big group of us, you know, two families worth. And, um, my, my dad, who was always like, talking shit to people he he says to the maitre d he says hey by the way i was in new york a couple of weeks ago and we tried to go to john george's restaurant there and we couldn't get in that i if, if next time you see john george tell him ricky robinson couldn't get into his restaurant in new york now dad was screwing with the guy because john george doesn't know ricky robinson from nobody and but the guy it was like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will gladly tell him. Well, dad didn't know this, but Jean Georges was at the restaurant that night. So the maitre, goes to, <laughs> the maitre d' goes to Jean Georges, tells him, hey, Ricky Robinson's out there, and he couldn't get in your damn restaurant in New York, and he's pissed. Jean Georges comes out while we're all sitting there, like, getting our drinks ordered, and he says, oh, Mr. Robinson, I'm so sorry. John George doesn't know who he is, but he's scared to death to tell him he doesn't know who he is. So he goes to my dad and says, I'm just so sorry. I cannot believe, you know, you next time you tell him, John says you get table six anytime you want all this shit. And dad said, well, I'll, you know, I'll let it slide, but you know, just, just for the future. And it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. How did everybody keep a straight face for We were like, John, this guy who doesn't know you from anybody, he's much more important than you are, came out here and kissed your ass for no reason. So, it's the funniest uh, restaurant story I've ever heard that didn't involve the phrase, that didn't involve the phrase, the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> or, yeah. or I'll have what she's having. Oh, I'll have what she's having is good, is good. Um, all right, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's do another one. Maybe we'll do another one Saturday because I kind of want to see. I'm hoping Najee Harris kicks ass so we can talk about that. But let's uh, we'll talk again soon. We'll have one ready for everybody. I think, um, I think I've heard and people know this by now because they're hearing this. They've already seen the game. Uh, some of the Dallas stars aren't even making the trip. 
And uh, I mean, that's so disappointing. I get it. I get it. I can't. I can't be mad at Dallas because I get it. But like Amari is not even going to be on the sidelines. Much what? less in the game. Yep. Uh, Dak Prescott. Dak's not even coming. Amari's not coming there. Now, some of that is because I think you know Dallas trains in California. So I mean, that's a that's a, that's a damn trip, you know, for the Cowboys, uh, you know, to get to Ohio. Um, so some of the uh, Cowboys aren't aren't coming. It's an extra preseason game, which is quote a little more wear and tear on your dudes. Now I've not read the same about Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh trains very close to Canton, so uh, it's easier for them, and they will have a lot of fans there because of the ease of the drive. So I think a lot of the Pittsburgh guys will be there. And Najee's a rookie, so Najee's going to play and start. And one exciting thing I heard about Najee, I couldn't respect Jim Nagy's opinion more. The more I know Jim, the more I hear Jim, uh, the more I think he's just such a smart football guy. He's the director of the Senior Bowl, longtime NFL scout. Uh, his opinions are, are just so much dead on. He he said this morning uh, on local radio that uh, he's not a betting man, but if he was, he would bet right now that Najee Harris is going to be the AFC Rookie of the Year. You know, um, he, he believes that Najee – is going to have a monster rookie season. So that's exciting. I don't think anything that happens in the preseason game tonight would be, or tonight as we record this, um, will be, you know, uh, I'm not expecting a 14-carry, 120-yard game for Najee. Just maybe a flash. I want to see a flash like, yes, Najee's going to do well in this league. You know, just one run where you're like, oh, yeah, that's Najee. And uh, that will be exciting. Hope it happens. All right, Jimmy, that'll wrap it up for this episode of Locked on Bama. Until then, well, I don't know what then is. I guess next time we talk, I don't know why I said until then. But whatever, roll tight.